Hi, everyone. Welcome to the TimingResearch.com crowd forecast news for October 30th, 2023. This is episode number 406. And today we will have a special option professor market outlook um, episode. And he's going to go over some of the stocks that have earnings coming out soon. So my name is David Cosmeter. I'm the creator of TimingResearch.com. And as I said, I have the option professor of OptionProfessor.com here for today's episode. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Okay, thank you, David, and uh, welcome everybody uh, to the episode here. Uh, quick background on myself. I've been in the uh, investment uh, business for decades. I have extensive experience in the options and all the markets, actually, and I've done seminars for um, uh, thousands of people over the years, so I have a history of education as well. Uh, today, what I'm going to be doing is sharing with you my opinions and some of the things that I have as far as my views on things, and I'm going to try to focus on some of the stocks that are coming out with earnings this week. Because those of you who trade short-term options, and of course, again, uh, these uh, options are not suitable for everybody. You should be going to your uh, uh, broker and make sure uh, they're suitable for you. And uh, again, uh, I'm not giving out any advice here today. I'm just sharing my opinions on the markets, okay? All right, and uh, with regards to uh, this week, there's gonna be a lot of earnings coming out. So I'm gonna go over these stocks a little bit with you. Just, I can't get to every one of them, but I'm gonna get to some of them. And I'll give you a little bit of uh, what has happened to some of the other stocks uh, that had announced earnings, like the banks and the uh, tech stocks, because they did uh, present some short-term opportunities. And I'll try to see if any of these this week might be able to do the same thing. Uh, before we get started, though, I would like to um, go over uh, the basic markets here, because uh, I've been trying to tell people uh, or explain to people my opinion here is that we're at a very, very critical stage. Right now, you're looking at a 20-year graph on the S&P 500, and you can see it's coming right into the moving averages that I follow. Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to try to hold in this area. It has peaked through, but sometimes it peaks through, as you can see, and then goes right back up again. So, I was saying that it'd be very important for the uh, S&P um, uh, to get back above 41.75 to get back on the bicycle. We, if you're bullish, you certainly wouldn't want it underneath this level, you know, for an extended period. Because what that happens to do is it'll turn these moving averages down, and it would open up the door for something way down here where the purple line is. That would be a hard landing, and that would be a, some type of recession. Uh, so that's not off the table uh, right now, because if it does start doing that, staying under the 4175 level for uh, an extended period, it would take those moving averages and roll them over, and I think would be significant jeopardy ahead. So keep that in mind uh, that uh, this area is quite important. Uh, as far as um, uh, the market right here, uh, this lower low here has been accompanied by a uh, divergence in the RSI. So that does set the stage for some type of a spiking rally potential, because you can see that it is uh, extended away from the averages. This is a monthly graph. And so obviously a uh, reversion to the mean uh, could take you up into the 4160, uh, 4190, and even as far as 4260, if it really got going. So again, uh, there is a potential for a reversion to the mean, uh, but uh, right now the, the moving averages are all pointing straight down. So there's no real evidence of it at this point. Okay, all right, let's uh, again, and, and again, obviously uh, we've been trying to explain to people that our indicators were bearish for quite a long time here. So if you're holding on to stocks into this environment, uh, that's a rough racket. Uh, at the end of this broadcast, I'm gonna be um, giving a special opportunity to speak to me directly about the indicators that I use 
and some of the uh, my my opinions on uh, how to use the short-term options in connection with the graphs. And so uh, that'll be um, presented to you at the end of the broadcast. Um, all right, so let's get started here. On Monday, we've got earnings from whom? Well, first I'd like to show you some of the earnings that came out. Uh, JP Morgan came out a little bit ago. I'm gonna use the monthly graphs here. And you're gonna see uh, on JP Morgan, it had a, a big move up right at earnings. And then it went right in the toilet. And basically since 148, it's been pretty much uh, put central, right? So again, you know, these uh, this is a move of significance and short-term put options obviously um, uh, expanded in value quite a bit, generally speaking, during this period. So again, that gives you an example of uh, if you do get a reversal off of earnings, it could, it could sometimes be a rather significant opportunity for short-term puts. Uh, again, we'll look at uh, Bank of America. These are the uh, these are the earnings that came out, uh, and they came out with good earnings. Obviously, they pop for a reason, so they pop right, and then boom, get the sell here, and it's twenty seven forty all the way down to twenty five. Again, another situation where uh, quite a number of put options benefited from that decline. Uh, turning towards the tech sector that came out last week, uh, we take a look at Meta, and Meta obviously uh, went up pretty good there for a little bit, and then uh, couldn't really get above our averages here, and so boom, right back down. Opportunities on the put side. Uh, next one up is going to be Microsoft. Another good report. And uh, again, big pop, right? Then, uh, well, this one hasn't faded as much, but it certainly faded 346 down at 328. And if you look at a shorter term graph, like the five day, uh, you certainly had enough room here to get uh, on the sell side at 339 and make some uh, coin on the puts. If you, you know, obviously pick the right strike price, the right expiration, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's your job to do that or whoever you're listening to. Um, but, you know, I would say that this is a pretty good opportunity on the sell side. Plus, once you gap up, there's always that risk if it's going to fill the gap. So that was another thing that had uh, had it going as well. Um, with regards to uh, the uh, next one that came out was um, Google. And on Google, and they had a big move up on the, uh, there you go. And then it really just hit the tanker pretty hard. And uh, this one really went down. So obviously the opportunity on the sell side with the puts uh, really, you know, this would have been a nice rainmaker for some people if you got into the good strike price before the break, or, you know, as soon as it started to look like it was flattening out up here, if you thought, uh, and, you know, again, when you get up here and uh, and you get some uh, divergences on the relative strength, it kind of gives you an idea that the thing's running out of steam. So you, you whack it and uh, you take your shots, limited risk. And, uh, you know, try to pick a striking price not too far out of the money. And uh, again, when I talk to people, I give them my opinion on how to figure out the striking price and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what, uh, you know, uh, my opinion on how to, how to do that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So that gives you an idea of what happened in the past. Past performance, not indicative of future results. But let's take a look at what's happening next week. We start Monday with McDonald's. And McDonald's is uh, Mickey D. Mickey D. Let's see what that looks like. I'm going to look at the monthly graphs because on this, we're going to be focusing in on short-term trading. If you want to look at long-term on McDonald's, so you can see that obviously it uh, had a peak up here at 300 and it's been losing altitudes. Trying to hold on for dear life on the blue line there. If it does break underneath there, you can see sometimes it can go into the toilet. Uh, not uh, These lines are all pointing up, so that means the trend is still up, but it is trying to uh, hold on for dear life here. And like I say, that is also telling you that it could be a reasonable place to look for uh, the long side if that's not going to break. So let's take a look at the one month, okay? All right, the one month, we're going into this thing uh, after a rally. It went from 245 to two, so I had about a $20 rally. 
Ran into the purple, didn't like it very much, still under the purple. So again, if this thing were to start breaking, the red line starts pointing down, you know, there is some real estate up here and there's some uh, uh, a gap down there that uh, might be interesting to take a look at. So, you know, uh, if this thing starts to roll over, uh, there is some potential on the downside here, uh, particularly if it can't get above uh, uh, 258 or if it rallies up towards 260 and change and looks like it can't get through. So those would be a couple of points I'd be looking at on McDonald's. Uh, next one up is going to be on. Uh, that's the uh, semiconductor deal. And uh, let's see what that looks like. Going into earnings on Monday. Monday. All right. This one's already hit it in the tank pretty good because obviously it probably fell, uh, followed the lead of the other tech stocks like Meta and Microsoft and Google. And so it was not going to go against that kind of tide. And that's why this thing uh, gave us the sell up here, you know, uh, pointing down around 94. And uh, that was a pretty good ride on the downside. Tried to make a little rally here, but uh, again, everything's still pointing down. So we'll have to see if it gets any uh, good news to try to pop it up towards this neighborhood here. And if it goes up into that neighborhood there and it can't, uh, uh, can't get through, that would be an area where maybe some short-term puts might make sense as well. Okie dokie, that's on. What's the next one going to be? Next one is going to be uh, Western Digital. Try to go through these things pretty fast so we can get as many in as possible. And then, of course, if you need more information, I'll give you contact information. We can talk afterwards. Uh, Western Digital, again, already hit the tank, just like all the other tech. So, again, is there going to be a little bit of a reversion to the mean pop? It's possible. And if it does have a reversion to the mean pop and it can't get through, that could be the better area to hit the puts. Um, we're going to look now at SoFi. Okay, SoFi. That's not what I wanted. I wanted SoFi. S-O-F-I, the actual stock. Yeah. All right. This one, I think, has been in the tanker a little bit. Yeah, sure has. Okay, so this thing's been in the doghouse since 8.40 and uh, not much redeeming value here. Uh, if they got some good report, could it have a pop up a little bit? Yeah, they did a lot of resistance up there. So, again, if you pop and it can't get above the lines, I'd be that's where I'd be looking at the puts. Um, and uh, that's already down a lot, so it's hard to beat a dead horse, right? Uh, pins. A lot of... Um, Pretty reasonable investors are into this thing, so there must be a future in it, uh, but not lately. Uh, so it went uh, to 29, turned down, uh, tried to pop up, turned down, tried to pop up, turned down. So this is what they call phony rallies, and phony rallies don't last, so they come right back down. Uh, so you've had a pretty good drop. You've gone from 29 down to 23, and it could have a reversion rally. There's a gap right there. So it has some good news, and it does pop. You know, this might be the neighborhood where, uh, again, the bears might still be controlling this thing. Okay. Um, if you look at a, a five-year graph on it, I don't know how long it's been around. I haven't been around that long. So you put a one-year graph. Uh, again, that's pretty, uh, pretty lousy looking. Uh, and the double peak here, you know, uh, couldn't get through to 60 on the RSI. That's not a good sign. And so that's, uh, this thing went south up at 27.50. And once it uh, broke the purple, that was pretty much a game set match right now. Again, very oversold, so it could pop up. That's why we look at the monthly to see what's going on. But again, there's not much there to uh, hold on to. So it could have a, what they call, I would call this an out of the blue rally to fill this gap or something like that, fill that gap lay up here. You know, that's possible. But if it did that and it couldn't get through that area, that'd be a neighborhood where I'd look at the puts again. Okay, uh, we're out of Monday. Let's talk Tuesday. Tuesday, got AMD. Got some good, by the way, got a lot of diversification. Uh, you know, uh, talk about a uh, smorgasbord of companies. This week certainly has them. I went through the symbols here and I go, there's not one sector like, you know, we went through uh, bank stocks and we went through tech. This is like every man for himself. 
So it'll be interesting to see. Again, this thing went south with every all the other tech already. So you've already they've already been beating it up a little bit. Uh, everything's still pointing down. Could it have a reversion to the mean type of rally? It's possible. Uh, you know, not really one that I like to play. That when everything's going south, I don't like to get on the northbound lane when it's the southbound freeway. You know what I mean? So uh, if you do get a reversion rally, this would be I'd be uh, more interested in looking at the put side. Okay, uh, where are you here? Doesn't seem like it has any of the setups like the other ones had. You know what I mean? Because they've already nailed a lot of these things. Uh, cat. Yeah, let's go to cat. How's the economy going to be for cat? We're going to find out how it looks right now. Okay, already been beaten up. Okay, got a gap up there at uh, 272, 274. Uh, again, everything's south, everything's south. Uh, obviously, you know, very oversold short term. If you look at the graph, doesn't mean it can't keep going. Because if you look at the 20-year graph, it's probably coming off Mount Olympus. You know what I mean? So coming off a pretty high point and it did revert to the mean. That's what they do when they get extended. And then basically it still has potential going down to 220 or so if the, if the report was bad. But the red line is still pointing up and that's a positive. Okay, on the one-year graph, again, in the toilet, uh, very oversold. So again, this is a candidate for reversion to the mean because they beat it up pretty good from 290 to 238. But again, this is called sticking your head in the jelly jar, hoping it comes out without jelly on it, I guess, uh, because I don't see anything here telling me that there's some kind of a big uh, rally. But sometimes, you know, short covering can happen. And if you get everybody trying to cover their shorts all at one time, the market maker, what does he do? He'll raise the offer to a very high price, take all the action in, and that might be the end of it. Okay, so uh, that's Caterpillar. Next guy up is going to be... Um, uh, yeah, some of the drug companies. Let's see what these drug guys are going to This Pfizer's in the toilet. I mean, you know, anytime you're going to look at something like this, 30 bucks, you know, I mean, just to give you an idea, when I say it's in the toilet, the darn thing used to be 60, now it's at 30. Who wants uh, who wants half price? Well, really, not yet here, because everything is still pointing down. But if you look at the one-year graph, you know, um, there is a little bit of divergence down here. That's an indication of it's tapped out on the downside, but there's no evidence of it turning up yet. Evidence. Uh, and so a little evidence wouldn't kill it. But it clear, clearly, could this be a candidate for a pop? Maybe, maybe, okay, uh, because it's so beaten up. Uh, I don't know what their pipeline is. I'm not an expert on the company, but it uh, certainly is uh, trading down. And it pays a good dividend. AMG, uh, Amgen, that's coming out here. And this one's another one in the toilet here. Let's take a look at what it looks like on the 20 years. Is it all the way down to? Now, let's see, this is still in an uptrend. And as long as it can stay above this uh, 238 uh, number, um, you know, at least you got something going there. But uh, if it breaks underneath 240, you know, it opens the door for some pretty nasty action. So 235, 240, that kind of thing. As long as it holds above there, you know, you can make a story that is uh, just having a correction. Uh, under there, it could be game set match type stuff, or at least go down to the purple, which would be a heck of a drop. But uh, again, these things are discounted. That always makes me interested. You know, you get big companies, Amgen, Pfizer, Bristol Myers Squibb, uh, you know, basically on sale. Uh, I, I know they're having a lot of uh, thing uh, competition with regards to uh, competitive pricing and all that kind of stuff. That's a problem. But, um, you know, people get sick, people want drugs. These guys make the drugs, right? Um, okay, Amgen, and uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, yeah, what about the um, solar stuff, first solar? That stuff's been getting nailed, I think, too. I'm going to go to the one-month graph to see what it looks like here. Yeah, see, you know, the purple line's coming down. This whole thing is all on the negative. Everything's oversold. 
You know, everything is oversold from the standpoint of it could revert back to the mean a little bit, but there's no evidence of a turn on any of the charts. So you're basically hoping against hope and that sometimes that works, but it could just be a short covering rally that's not uh, that's not long lasting. So like I say, it's a pretty nasty looking environment on many of these stocks out there. Um, what about Yum China? I thought that would be interesting because, you know, China is pumping up their uh, uh, their activities over there to stimulate and um I, I use Las Vegas Sands as my indicator, and that started to pop a little bit, but a very dead cat bouncy type thing. All right. Anyway, uh, what did this uh, yum look like? Uh, you know, it's on the negative side. They had uh, they had a big thing in the remember in January, big opening, big opening, and then a big fade. And right now, it still looks like it's in the fade mode. So you know, uh, nothing here that I can see that looks fabulous because these uh, trends uh, basis the moving averages are clearly still down. Okie dokie. What do we got on Wednesday? On Wednesday, we've got the Fed meeting. And then uh, after the Fed uh, announces what they're going to do, which is expected to be nothing, uh, Airbnb will tell us what's going on in travel. And, you know, travel, uh, we're going to hit a few of them here uh, because uh, that is supposed to be uh, drying up. And you can see it looks like it's drying up quite a bit. Okay, you know, that revenge travel thing, you know, we've been uh, kept in our uh, in our cocoons there during COVID. And so once we got out, we had some money and we'd never been anywhere. And that restriction made everybody go nuts. So they went out to restaurants, they went traveling, they stayed at hotels. That game seemed to be a, a game set match uh, as soon as we broke under 145. So, you know, if you're still holding on here, you know, obviously you're uh, way past your expiration date on the milk here. But um, again, oversold, could it pop back towards the mean? It's possible. Any evidence of that on the monthly? Not really. It's the same song, doesn't it? It sounds like the same song to me anyway. All right, the next one is Marriott. That was another one that did pretty good on the uh, revenge travel. And you'll see that, I'll show you an example of that. See, this is called revenge travel, and this is called, they're not doing it anymore, or they're not gonna be doing it in the future as much, right? And of course, a lot of this stuff is starting to make me feel like there is a recession coming, that there is a slowdown coming, that we're tapped out on the credit cards, uh, that the housing prices haven't budged down yet, but you know, if somebody had to sell now, you know, and they needed to get somebody with an 8% mortgage, uh, they may find that they have to discount the price in order to, uh, to get something going. And one thing about, uh, you know, uh, a trend, uh, once it gets going, it can start going at a very fast speed. So right now, real estate's benefiting from nobody can move because uh, they don't want to give up their 2%, 3% mortgage, and nobody can buy because it's 8% mortgage. So it's really in a freeze mode, but freeze modes don't last forever. And again, my theory that I've told everybody who'd listen to me is that high interest rates are gravity to asset prices. So what if somebody said, what do I expect in real estate? I expect it to come down. When uh, prices on the stocks go way up because the PE ratios are still quite high, I think they're going to contract. Why? Because it's five and a half percent in money market. Now call me an old schooler and a, and a guy who's not with it, but uh, you know that's the way the math works with me. You uh, take the cost of money up to the roof, and you're going to affect things that have something to do with cost of money. P ratios have something to do with cost of money, and a real estate definitely has something to do with cost of money. So expecting those to go through the roof when you have high cost of money, I think is silly, but that's just my opinion. Okay, so uh, Marriott, again, same story, uh, breaking down. Uh, Got to get it back above 190 as soon as possible to, to get that thing salvaged a bit. Okay, um, now let's look at um, uh, Roku coming out as well. And I know that's pretty popular with people out there. So let's check it out. Again, also in the tanker and uh, no sign of relief. You know, these charts are pretty much ditto across the board. 
That's what I'm trying to say. I've been telling people this 4175 on the S&P was the last uh, last call for alcohol. I mean, you know, we broke under there. Um, That's not good. Um, I will show you one other thing on SPX. I did have one last uh, hold on to your hat place. I think it was on the five-year graph. Let me see if I can get that for you. Yeah, this is the last gasp. So right now, I mean, if you want to be bullish, you want to defend something, you know, this uh, this uh, moving average down here at, uh, oh, where is it now? It should be at 41, 41.05. Yeah. See, 41.05, look where the low was last week, right? 41.03. You think that's coincidental? Not, that's why I use these averages, okay? Anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, that's it. We're at 41.17 on the close, I guess, uh, on Friday. So, you know, if you want to defend something, if they were going to get a bounce out of something, uh, that would be a place you could get a bounce. And I told people about that number in my uh, in my newsletter. Also, when people have meetings with me, I discuss these numbers as well. So watch that 41.05. Don't be surprised if it bounces out of there because we have some uh, relative strength uh, divergence and you've got a you got a point of which it could bounce. So keep an eye on that one. All right, let's get back to the story here, which is earnings. Uh, what about Zillow? That's a real estate deal, right? Let's see how that looks. That's coming out on Wednesday. Okay, yeah, that's another one going in the tanker here. And uh, yep, same story on all these things. They're gonna they're gonna possibly have what they call a very sharp reversion to the mean rally, which would probably be short covering, right? Who do you think short? Do you think anybody's shorting this thing from forty three down to thirty seven? Of course they are. If they want to get out, they're gonna have to buy in. If they all want to buy in at the same time, those guys who make the market are going to say, hey, there's a ton of volume coming in here. I'm not standing in front of it. I'm going to raise that offer price up to uh, 38, uh, 40 or whatever I have to do. Take all that volume in. Let these morons out of here. And then after they're done, the thing will fall under its own weight. Seen it time and time again. Okay. Uh, that's what they do. That's what they did at the bid. Everyone's coming in with a selling, right? So they drop in the bid. So they dropped it down to 36. Now the selling dries up. Well, who's long? The market maker, probably, because who everybody else is selling, right? So he's now long all this stock, right? But if you're selling, somebody's got to be buying. All right. Um, let's uh, so I'm, I just want to see what the uh, Cheesecake Factory is to get the old restaurant idea. Yeah? I'm sure that's probably uh, seen a better day. Yeah, it's not that bad, though. But uh, it's certainly not a 32 anymore. And it does everything is pointing down, kind of. So uh, if you can get back above 30 or something like that, maybe it has something. But that doesn't seem to be too volatile. That's pretty flat stock, yeah? Not much action on that one. Hey, on uh, Thursday, that's when you get to get Apple. So let's get Apple up there. Okay, yeah, Apple's been in the toilet. And again, this one was pretty obvious to us ever since this thing here, watch this. You go up here and this thing says uh, timber right at a 195. Had a little bit of a pop, but again, you know, notice the lines are pointing down and they never even burped to the upside. So you, that rally really was just a matter of filling that gap there. And that was dense, destined to fail because of all the averages still pointing down. Uh, they look like they're still pointing down now. And uh, right now we do have no divergence to speak of. So unless this thing gets a lucky, um, you know, out of the blue bounce, this is also a time where you could accelerate to the downside because there's nothing under here, right? And uh, on the longer term graphs, Again, you could go down to the purple, and the purple attractor is uh, going to tell you it's going to be like 155. So don't be, don't be, uh, you know, if this thing gives it up. Now again, the the blue is rising. So again, it's nice mixed bag here. If you can get above 174, 176, because you got a couple lines there, then maybe they can make a rally out of it. But if it does come out with something not so good and it rolls down, don't be surprised if you see a 155 print on this thing. So it's really in a box there. And like I say, the box is going to be open by Thursday. Uh, so keep an eye on it. 
And then uh, on the 20 year graph, you can see there's plenty of real estate underneath for it to come down. It's coming down here to the, uh, yeah, 162 uh, is the number that it could come down to, 153. And then of course, if we go into some kind of a uh, catastrophic bomb, you know, you got it all the way down there. So you gotta be careful. Okay, anything else besides Apple on, uh, on Thursday? Shake Shack, let's see if their restaurant is doing any good. Yeah, that's kind of hanging in there, kind of hanging in there. Get, yeah, get this thing uh, going back above the blue line here at around 55.75, and it could get going a little bit. Um, on a one-year basis, I guess it's probably been coming down, though. Yeah, woo, 80 to 50, yeah. Yeah, I tell you, like I say, what I say, I mean, I tell people, I don't know if they listen, you know, high interest rates or gravity to, um, uh, to, to asset prices. Uh, you know, if you're just going to hold on to stocks during this period, you're not going to like your statement very much. You want to get 5.5% on your money and get your money back all the time? Buy short-term P-bills. That's what I've been telling people. Is it boring? Yeah. But it's also money, get, money, money comes back to you with a positive return. I like that better than, uh, you know, the Titanic. And, you know, I don't know, did somebody pass a law you had to be in the market all the time? I guess you have to if you have to. But uh, the bottom line is, is, you know, with this type of volatility, it certainly would pay to make some adjustments on your portfolio. Otherwise, you ride the elevator up and you ride it right back down again. That doesn't sound like a good way of getting ahead. Okay, a Palantir coming out. Yeah, let's get to that one. The whole world is bullish on Palantir because they got all the information that everybody wants, right? All right. Well, in the last month, I guess it's been giving up the altitude a little bit. You see, this is where people get hyped up on, uh, you know, chat GBT or whatever it's called and everything else. And all the, uh, you know, the AI, AI, AI. Now it's AI. So anyway, here we go. Uh, you know, you got the thing coming down. This is a false rally because it never turned the averages up. And then it keeps coming down to 17. And now it's underneath purple. That's no good either. And now you're down here looking for maybe some news on the report and you get a snapback rally. But you got resistance all up ahead. So if it goes up into these neighborhoods and it can't get above them, then you could be looking at what? You could be looking at a place to uh, re-engage in the put side. Um, on a longer term basis, let's see what it looks like. Yeah. See right now, you want to you trade it? You trade it against the purple. Where's purple come in at? Let's find out. 1469. So you want a place to defend? 1469 is your place to defend. Last time you defended there, you got a nice pop. But when you got the last pop, the pop last time, the red line wasn't as protruding to the downside as this is. But again, this could take the four, hold the 1467 and the red line's way up there at 1664. So it could have a buck, buck and a half in it on a rebound rally. It's possible. And again, uh, you don't want it underneath this 1469 for any length of time. RSI is holding 40, which is good. That would be favorable to seeing a pop. You break under 40. And again, that's sometimes when you get game set match. Um, anything else going on here that I thought would be interesting, Palantir? How about DraftKings? Everybody's, oh yeah, Caesars are coming out too, I think. Yeah, so let's look and see. These are the gambling guys. Let's see, uh, is everyone still out there losing their money? Let's find out. Okay, no, I guess they're not because Caesar is definitely on the on the out. So this, again, did you notice travel? Dead. Gambling? Dead. You know, uh, Airbnb? Dead. Which means what? It means people are concerned about the, the future and they're concerned about spending money on these things anymore and the revenge travels over. Now, DraftKings is trying to get mom and pop and grandma to gamble on the cowboy game and everything else. I don't really think that's the great way to go, but I'm not in charge here. Uh, DraftKings, let's see how that's been doing. Because that had a nice big run. Yeah, but it's now giving it up a little bit and it's holding on for dear life. You want this thing to get back above 27 bucks. And sooner rather than later would be good. Okay. And then if it does that, that would be a neighborhood where you could possibly buy it. But nobody's got to like that red line pointing straight down. And if it starts giving it up here, 
And people started, you know, not doing this because they lost all their money and gambling on games where you lose your money is not fun. Then obviously it could have more downside to it. But right now, this is the neighborhood that it's got to hold. And if it does, that could be the neighborhood where it goes up from. Okay. All right, guys, we went over a lot of stuff here today. On Friday, by the way, you got payrolls. We're expecting 180,000 jobs, 3.8% on the uh, unemployment rate, which is flat. We're looking for year-over-year earnings at uh, up 4%. And we're looking for the ISM uh, PMI to be 53, which is expanding, right? Above 50 is expanding. All right, reintroduce myself. I'm Jim, the option professor. I've been doing this for a very long time. I work with a lot of my own monies. And when I work with my own monies, I use these indicators to give me an idea on market direction and give me an idea of where our, you know where the trends might be taking me. So you guys have all been hit pretty good. I've been around the block, so I know you have. And that means you've paid a lot for courses and you played a lot for newsletters and you paid a lot for uh, this and that and the other. And you can see from these graphs, you're probably not exactly knocking the ball out of the park. So you're probably interested in learning, but having a better deal than putting all the money up front Finding out is no good. Lose your money and lose your uh, and lose the money you put into the education. Not a good combo. All right, so I got a solution to that. Here it is. Uh, for at my discretion, after speaking to you, uh, I can send over to you a link to my indicators, and I can give you a one-hour online session where I tell you how I interpret them, and I give you some of my ideas and my opinions on how I interpret them, and my opinions on how to uh, work with the short-term options, okay? And of course, I'm familiar with hedging, I'm familiar with bonds, I'm familiar with the whole nine yards because I've been doing it for decades, okay? So I have a lot of product knowledge that I share as well. And again, I have no horse in the race, so you know, if I see something that doesn't look good, I don't have to give you anything but my honest opinion because again i'm not involved in advice i'm not involved in what you own or will own and so i can be pretty independent on my uh, opinion so again you you uh, uh, get uh, the link you get the hour of my time and sometimes obviously it goes over that and i try to make sure at the end of our conversation you are knowledgeable about what i have here and uh, you can i will go over stuff that you have lost money on and see if you could have maybe avoided that by using some of these indicators and also things that you're in right now. You can see how my indicators would reflect on that. And then it's more uh, research for you and more information. I think that is obviously a value. So anyway, after you get the link, after we spend our time together, after you ask me the questions you have, after I share with you my knowledge and my opinions, then if you're happy and satisfied, we ask you to pay one time a low cost. And so that is a very fair deal. If for whatever reason, Whatever I've told you is of no value to you. And obviously I don't believe that'll be, but if it is, you pay nothing. So how's that for a deal? You pay if you're satisfied and you don't if you're not. It's kind of like uh, if I was running a restaurant and all the restaurants around me, everyone got food poisoning. It would be hard for me to have a restaurant unless I gave you the food and only had you pay after you liked the meal. And that's how we're operating. Uh, obviously, would you wish everybody would operate like this? Of course. You think they will? Come on. Hold your breath. Don't hold your breath for that one, right? So again, how do you get a hold of me? Real simple. You go and email me at optionprofessor at gmail.com. O-P-T-I-O-N-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R at gmail.com. You can go to the website, optionprofessor.com, and just put in your information. I call you back, and then we talk. And then if it seems like it's appropriate, we'll send that over to you, um, the, um, the link. And then we'll set up a good time where you're in front of your computer so we can go through my interpretation 
answer questions you have, share my knowledge, share my opinions. Okay. I think that's a pretty good deal. I, I call it a no brainer because obviously the risk is all on my side, making sure that you come away with something you feel is valuable or else I'd be donating all my time and information, which uh, has not been the case up to this point. And that's why I'm happy to do this, but it's at my discretion. You know, obviously this is a better for somebody who has an open net on their uh, on their information flow. You know, if you're tied into just one type of thing and one type of thing only, and you're not open to any other information, you know, then obviously, you know, it wouldn't work. So again, um, I think there's value here. Uh, again, I use this uh, when I do my investing as an uh, indication of uh, market direction. Uh, so this is the stuff that I'm, uh, I'm working with. So uh, I kind of, uh, I kind of believe in it. Okay, so again, optionprofessor at gmail.com. Put your information in, I give you a call. Hi, this is Jim. What time's gonna be good for me to send that over? That kind of thing. Uh, or you go to the website and you can put it in there as well. Okay, uh, a lot of things going on this week. A lot of things have been going on, guys. We've been very, very happy with what our indicators have been able to uh, show us. And so I believe you might be happy with it as well. That's why I'm uh, making it available to people. Okay, all right, this is Jim, the Option Professor signing off. I wanna wish you all a great week and uh, good luck and good trading. I uh, got a lot of earnings. You got the jobs report Friday. You got the Fed on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, don't go asleep at the wheel out there. And uh, God bless everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Again, don't forget optionprofessor at gmail.com or optionprofessor.com for the website and put your information in. We'll be talking soon. Have a great day, everybody.